My boyfriend left me naked on a train. I had a weird relationship with my ex-boyfriend a couple years ago. I'm not going to mention my city since this was a very humiliating experience. I do all sorts of crazy things that my boyfriend asked me to do. That includes and not limited to satisfying his needs in public places, restaurants, movie theaters, malls, bus, train, even on share autos and cabs. It was a fine night and after our dinner date, it got pretty late. We had to travel in the late night train to our place. His house will be about 30 minutes after our boarding and my house is about three stops after his. As soon as we got into the empty coach, we started making out. He surprisingly remembered something dumb that we discussed while we were wasted that I had never traveled naked in a train. I was so dumb enough to accept his challenge and I gave him all my clothes. The train was super empty and it's not a frequent route. We were making out, he was being all handsy and suddenly on one of the stops, a few people got into the coach we were in. I got super nervous and I quickly sat down on the floor and squished myself between seats in the last row. I was so nervous, but I couldn't stop smiling at myself on the scenario I was in. A few guys that got in were just sitting two rows in front of my BF and I couldn't get my clothes from him without getting caught by them. I wanted to wait it out till they left. With my handbag, clothes, and everything with my BF, his stop was coming up and he wanted to get out. So he kept my handbag, clothes, in the seat next to him and signaled to me, bye, and he got out. He's a crazy idiotic person now that I think about this. A few of the guys got down, but other people started getting in. I was still laying in the dark beneath the last row trying to cover myself. After a few more stops, my stop came and I got super scared now. I definitely could not get out and take my clothes without someone spotting me for sure. I was just looking at everyone's feet praying for everyone to get down in the next stop by some miracle. Nothing happened. I missed my stop and I didn't even get up. I started crying within myself. A few minutes later, I could hear my phone ringing and I couldn't pick it up either. I let it ring. I knew it was my boyfriend trying to check with me if I got home. After a few more stops, everyone in my coach got down. I decided to get up and get dressed so I could get down in the next stop and probably hire an auto or a cab. And there goes all my plan in vain. My handbag and clothes were stolen. Not sure who took it, but probably someone noticed my phone ringing and took the entire loot. I luckily saw my underwear still lying on the floor, thanks to the wind, and I quickly put them on. I covered my body with my hands and I ran towards the end of the door and got down in the tracks. I still couldn't believe how I walked back home that night. I reached my home probably in the middle of the night and took a hot shower and slept for another 24 hours crying and trying to make better life decisions like choosing a good boyfriend. Wow, wow, wow. This story was crazy and kind of hot on the girl's part. That BF was a total jerk though. If you had a woman who was down to do all the crazy weird stuff that you asked, you should probably try protecting that woman at all costs. But I'll leave this up to the viewer. Is this guy a jerk? I'm madly in love and it's slowly killing me. This all started in about November when I got over a girl that I had liked for four years and then I fell in love with this other girl. We'll call her Kay. I started totally obsessing over her. So on Valentine's, I built up the balls and I told her how I felt. I got shot down. Hard. Or at least softly, but it slowly became harder. She basically told me she wasn't ready for a boyfriend yet, but she still thinks that I'm a really nice guy. Yada, yada, yada. She essentially acted like she was going to be really nice about it. And she was, for a little bit. But I don't know what happened. She totally started avoiding me and cutting me off. Even though I made it really clear that I was going to respect her boundaries and everything. And I thought I handled it very well. But she started ignoring me. I would try to send her a snap here or there or whatever. 
and I would totally get left undelivered for hours, then days, then weeks, and over a month until I reached back out to her. She would respond to me an hour later, then I'd snap her back, and then we were back at square one. It had nothing to do with her being off the app or anything, because every time I made a story update, she would be one of the first people to view it. But it wasn't strictly on Snap. I'll use the example from the other day. She had a class right before me, so while I was waiting outside with the rest of my class for her class to leave, we made eye contact. I obviously wasn't going to strike up conversation, but she totally eliminated even the slightest possibility of me saying anything to her. She immediately broke eye contact, swallowed noticeably hard like she was swallowing a rock or something, looked down a bit, and started going in the other direction in somewhat of a quick fashion. I almost feel like she's scared of me or something, because it's really apparent that she's uncomfortable around me. That's the last thing I want. Not even selfishly like, oh, woe is me. She'll never date me because she's uncomfortable around me. Boo hoo. I just feel terrible. I don't want her to be stressing out because she feels like she can't trust me. I don't want her to be nervous. This isn't coming from the part of me that likes her. It's coming from the empathetic part of me that's just using basic human decency. I want to talk to her about it, but I'm just so paranoid that she'll be even more uncomfortable. At this point, I don't even know what to feel, say, do, or even think for that matter. That's why it's killing me slowly. I seriously doubt that she's on Reddit, but Kay, if you're reading this, you'll probably know it's you, and I want you to know that I'm truly sorry for any and all damage I've done. Oh man, this confession hits right on the nose for me. I've totally been here and it's always a crappy situation. I should add that this doesn't change when you get older. You would think that, hey, we're adults, we can respect each other and still be friends. Nope. Doesn't work most of the time. Now I totally understand why some women do this, and maybe even some men. Could be bad past experiences or they just don't want to lead the person on in any way. To be honest, I think a lot of people are missing out on some really great friendships by acting this way. One of my best friends is a girl that actually rejected me. Also, what sucks about the situation is men are constantly told, why can't you just be honest about your feelings? And when they are, it costs them friendships. So why would they even bother? Like I said before, dating's just hard, man. Am I the jerk because I dislike my only friends? As I get older, I realize more and more how much I dislike my friends. They are all different kinds of people, but to sum it up, most of them are not genuine. I try my best to be, but I know I'm not perfect. For years, I have enabled their non-genuine behavior, and now I'm old enough to really sit back and evaluate. I understand that not everyone can be like me, and I won't like everyone, but I would assume with people that I've known for so long, I shouldn't feel this way. I love them, I do. When things are good, they are awesome. But they slip up and start acting like tyrants, and when they do, my energy is depleted. They act so differently individually that I have to distance myself from hanging out with them one-on-one. It's like I'm always worried what will happen next or how they are feeling when they barely even respond to how my day was. I have noticed that most people in my life really don't care about me. I don't know how to feel and I'm just overall confused. I don't like that I don't want to be around them and they simply put on a fake face around me. Once you notice it, it's hard not to be completely hard, cold, and closed off. Like I said, I'm not perfect. I mess up a lot in major ways, but I'm always ready to say I'm sorry. I want to always try and be the best person I can be. I'm working on myself, and while doing so, I can see that most people aren't concerned with being kind, caring people. I'm sad, and I wish I just had at least one real connection. This is tough, but I understand. I feel like a lot of people that are friends are friends because of school and work. I can tell you that none of my close friends are from either of those places. I actually found some of my best friends on YouTube. It sucks that we can't hang out daily in real life like some people do, but we do chat almost daily, and I'll take those type of relationships over fake ones any day. 
And just in case you don't know, you're not obligated to be friends with anyone. I cut out bad people from my life every year. But I also understand that some people just keep people around because they don't want to feel lonely, which is something I totally get. Substances are destroying me. Yo, I'm turning 15 in a couple days and I'm nothing but an addicted junkie. I've done nothing with my life. My grades are horrible. I don't think I've passed a school year with anything higher than F's. I don't have hobbies. And I'm not going to lie, I don't have very many friends. What have I been doing then? Substances. Name a substance, I've probably done it. There's nothing I can do to stop the cravings. I've tried cold turkey, I've tried slowly easing out, doesn't work. I've struggled with other things too. Cutting, tattooing myself, punching my ribs until they are pink, swollen, and bruised. I'm so dumb about everything. I'm so dumb for doing this to myself. I'm dumb for taking it too far. Jesus, I'm dumb academically. Today, my teacher was helping me with algebra because I was missing an assignment. He got so frustrated with me because I had to pull out a calculator for a simple multiplication. I don't know how to divide. I've tried and I can't. My brain is permanently foggy and I have really bad memory issues. Anyways, thanks for reading my cringe vent. Advice would be greatly appreciated. Now, the story has a few edits. Edit one. I've never had so many people believe in me in such a short time. I'm going to tell my parents in the morning. They will take me to the hospital and everything will get sorted out. I don't want to do this anymore. I just don't want to become homeless and live on the streets, rotting away, you know. I'm not sure if I'll be able to have my phone or anything while I'm there. And if I'm not, then I will give an update as soon as I can. Thank you. Take care. Edit 2. Wow, I finally did it. I told my parents about my addiction, running on no sleep and two cups of green tea. I made them breakfast and sat them in the living room. They were starting to get a worried look at this point because they knew something was up. I was just standing there shaking and crying. I did that get all stiff and mumble thing that I always do when I get overwhelmed. And I mumbled, mom, dad, I'm addicted to substances and I need help. They just hugged me and they wiped my tears for a while. We talked more and I opened up about how I tried to quit before and failed. My mom had her suspicions but only thought it was an occasional smoke and nothing like the level of what I do. They said that they are disappointed in me for lying about money. They said that they were disappointed that I didn't talk to them sooner. They asked me who sells to me. They said that they are going to look into a rehab clinic for me. God damn, I love my parents. They are wise and they approach this really well. No yelling or anything. My mom cried like an uncontrollable sob. It put me in my place seeing that. The only thing I was thinking was, go to your room before they search it and hide what you left. And you made them disappointed in you. What if they don't love you anymore? Holy crap, it took so much restraint to not just hide them. I watched as they flushed them down the toilet. It was painful. My motivation is getting clean. It's going to be so hard to stay on track, but I'm finally ready to start again. I'm really worried that if I don't have substances, I might go back to cutting. I don't know what to do about that now, but all I know is that I'm damn proud of myself for doing what I did. And I really hope the clinics aren't as bad as they are on television. Thank you all so, so much. I wouldn't have done this without the push and motivation. I'll update you if there's anything more. The final edit to this story. My mom is looking into clinics. There are some really nice high-end places on the other side of the state. It even has horses. I don't know when I'll get in because the paperwork and insurance thing takes time, I'm assuming. I'm worried. I'm worried that I won't be able to stay clean. I'm worried that if I become fully sober, I will be left with nothing but a foggy brain and memory problems. It's like all my thoughts are shallow, and if I try to elaborate in my head, it all just goes blank. I don't remember much of anything. I don't remember my grandfather's face, much of my childhood. I don't even remember what shoes I wore today. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of going in the right direction. I'm proud that I spoke out on my troubles. If you guys have any questions, please ask. I'd love to answer them. I don't really have anything to add to this, except that I'm proud of this OP for reaching out for help and realizing they needed it. 
Let this story be a reminder that there's no shame in asking for help when you need it because at the end of the day, there are people out there that just want to see you happy and healthy. My best friend is in jail for SAing our other friend's sister. For some context, I live in a small southern town where everyone knows each other. I, 17-year-old male, my friend, who we'll call X, is also a 17-year-old male, and my other friend, who I'm going to call Y, is a 16-year-old male. We all live about a two-minute walk from each other. Normally, me and X hang out daily. We ride to school together, we told each other everything, etc. Yesterday, March 5th, I was having a good start to my day. It was a Saturday and I didn't have to work. No one was home and I had a productive day the day before. So I'm looking forward to a day at the gym with my friend X. But when I called him, he didn't seem like he normally did. He was quiet and soft-spoken without really acknowledging anything I said. He didn't normally act like that. He had mentioned that he had gotten in some pretty hot water with friend Y's mom. And she was saying that he had messed with friend Y's sister, 13. He said, I was going to see friend Y to play basketball, but friend Y wasn't there and she let me in and we were in there for a moment and then I left. I believed him. I thought the girl was lying. I could have never imagined him doing that. Time goes by and I'm at work and I noticed that I haven't heard from him all day, which is rare. And his mom asked if I could come keep their dog for a while. I asked why and she completely dodged the question and said come by after work to talk. She says friend X is in jail and she tries to get me to get someone to admit that the girl is lying or really anything to help him. I went about my day for a while and called friend Y and told him how serious this was and if his sister was lying, she needed to admit it. He told me she wasn't lying and that they had got a test done. It turned out he really did it. This next part is a bit confusing, but the OP writes, then just out of spite, says friend Y had done the same thing a couple months back. Friend Y is a nice, respectful Christian boy, so obviously no one believed it. It doesn't make sense that friend Y said that because he was talking to friend Y, so I assume friend X said this. The OP continues with, my best friend is an sa and I wanted to cry, fight someone, and throw up all at the same time. I wasn't exactly shocked because it was no secret. He was struggling in life with family life and everyone could agree he was generally a bad person. Normally, he would just get the benefit of the doubt. He would lie, steal, cheat on his girlfriend. He was a master manipulator. But who could expect such a thing from anyone close to them? I don't feel bad for him and I hope he stays in there. As hard as it is to be without my best friend, he's made his own bed and as far as I'm concerned, he's dead to me. He has nothing now and he's ruined his life over some selfish, psychopathic behavior. Breaking the news to my family was devastating because they adore him. He affected so many people within a 40 minute time span. It's such an odd feeling. Nothing feels real. I have to start a new chapter in my life without someone I spent 90% of my time with. I just needed to get this off my chest. I haven't told anyone but my family. There's almost a feeling of guilt with how much trust I gave him and even for just associating with him. I'm so glad this OP dropped this disgusting friend of his. This exact thing happened to me with my best friend of 10 years. I knew he had his flaws, but I never thought he could do something so terrible. I dropped him the second I found out. I didn't need to talk to him. I didn't need to hear him out. He got to go free because police dismissed the whole thing because drinking was involved. They didn't care about the weird behavior or text messages after the whole thing. So I understand the OP's feelings here, but I'm glad he did the right thing. And I hope that any other young men or women that find themselves in this situation do the right thing as well. So that's it for today's episode. Let me know your favorite story in that comment section down below. Don't forget to follow on Spotify and hit that subscribe button if you want more content like this in the future.